When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search. But what if you could get rid of the search and just match? You can with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome to the Sooner Sports Podcast, presented by Riverwind Casino, still the one, and by Allstate, proud partner of Oklahoma Athletics. Now, here's Chris Plank. Oh, let's go. Welcome into the Sooner Sports Podcast. It is game week, and today we have the, I guess you could say, final camp wrap and kind of full breakdown of what we learned heading into game week. We're going to hear from six players today, including Reggie Grimes and Gabe Burkich. You've never heard from Reggie Grimes before in a media setting. You're going to love this. He's great. Plus, in addition to those two, DeLaren Turner-Yell, David Aguebu, Marquise Hayes, and we're going to start things off with Spencer Rattler, the Oklahoma quarterback. But real quick, as Joe Castiglione sent out on Friday, all of our thoughts, all of our eyes, all of our well wishes are with those in the New Orleans and Louisiana area, and obviously across the coast as Hurricane Ida has, uh, it's been devastating so far. As we sit here, I'm taping this a little later on a Sunday night, uh, watching the Watching the video, it's almost as if football is very much a backseat idea thought for everyone involved. So as we preview this home or this opening game against Tulane, Josie sent out a statement on a Friday that said the game is still on as planned. However, both universities are considering contingencies should post-storm conditions warrant. It is too early to speculate, but we will continue to monitor the situation and be prepared to take necessary actions as appropriate. Again, Josie, statement from this weekend. If you want to follow the latest, I would urge you to give our athletic director a follow at Sooner AD on Twitter, or keep it right here on the Sooner Sports Podcast and our Twitter feed at OU on the air. Make sure you're subscribed, and we will bring you the latest news as it breaks. So again, a little bit of everything is on the table right now, but we'll just keep those in the path of Ida in our thoughts and prayers. And we'll spend the next uh, 45 minutes or so hearing from some Oklahoma Sooner standouts. 
who wrapped up camp and are excited to get the season started. So let's kick things off with the quarterback, Spencer Rattler. Wondering, if you were having a bad day, either on the field or off the field, how do you decompress and bounce back? Is, is there anything you typically do to reset things? Um, personally, when I like have an off day in practice or just I'm not feeling my day, like I just you know, like go home. Get it off my mind. No, I have to fix those mistakes. You know, mainly if I have a bad day, it's like if I messed up in practice or something. So that ruins the rest of my day. Um, but knowing I can't make those mistakes again, go in the next day and be better. I mean, it's everybody does that differently. But, um, you know, I've had some experience with that and feel like I'm getting better and better at that. So, yeah, I don't think it's too much, you know. We'll switch gears to a second question. I wanted to ask you, can you tell me a little bit about Ralph Rucker? Uh, what's it been like seeing him progress as a quarterback? Yeah, Ralph's my guy. Uh, once he got in here, he was a very, very vocal, very confident, you know, guy. Uh, funny dude. Um, he could throw the ball. You know, he could move around a little bit. And, uh, you know, he definitely did a good job. Same with the other quarterbacks, Micah, Micah Bowens, Ben Harris, uh, and those other guys. They, they did a great job, but, you know. Ralph, Ralph, Ralph's a, Ralph's a good player, good guy. Spencer, thanks. Have a good weekend, man. You too. Ryan Aver. Yeah, Spencer, I want to ask you, looking at the, all the off-the-field stuff that comes with being in your position, uh, high-profile player, quarterback at OU, what, what's the toughest part about that, and is there any of it that surprised you uh, you know, especially in the last year since you were elevated to start? Um, I would just say the toughest thing, would, I mean, it just comes with being at this position. It's just, you know, staying on your P's and Q's at all times, you know. Being in such a, you know, a light, you have to be doing everything right, and that's something, you know, I take very serious. And, um, you know, I'd say that's probably you – can't, you, you can't be a normal kid, you know, a normal college kid. So that's probably the toughest thing. But everything else, you just, you just live life and have fun. Did you know the extent of of that before you got here as far as not being able to, you know, be a normal college kid? Uh, I feel like I had a good idea of it. And then once it really happened, you know, you kind of see it change. But it doesn't really get to me like that. Appreciate it, Spencer. Have a good one. Thank you. Bob Prisbello. Spencer, you did all you could with Mike Woods throughout the course of the summer, but now that you've had a full camp with him, what, what does Mike really bring to the table? Yeah, he's a he's a tall, explosive uh, receiver on the outside for us. He uh, he'll go up and get the ball. He he's a he's a mismatch. I feel like at all times, and you know he's done a great job of that uh, throughout camp and even with these couple mock week practices. So we're still getting that chemistry down, still working, but you know it's getting better and better. Jesse Crittenden. Hey, Spencer, thanks for doing this, man. Um, I was just curious, you had some games last year where you really impacted running the ball, uh, particularly particularly in the red zone. How do you find that balance between kind of staying in the pocket to make throws and kind of scrambling and making plays on the ground if you need to? And have you talked with Lincoln about finding that balance? Uh, I feel like that's just a natural thing, like each, each player has, each quarterback has. Um, I don't like to sit in the pocket for, like, too long because, I mean, that could cause – fumbles, turnovers, like all my linemen are 6'5", 6'6". I can't see as well if I step up. And if, if it's open, I'm going to go. Or if not, I'm going to get out of there and, and make a play with my feet or get somebody open. So um, 
that's that's something I've tried to strive to get better on uh, in the off season is my speed, and that's I feel like I've gotten faster. I feel like I've gotten stronger in my lower body. So um, I, I think we'll see a lot of you know smart running. I'm not going to be trying to run people over, but if I got to get a first down or get in the end zone, I got to do what I got to do. Appreciate you, Spencer. Thanks. Yes, sir. Ryan Chapman. Hey, Spencer. I was going to ask about another one of your uh, wide receivers, Cody Jackson. Uh, Coach Simmons was kind of talking about the, the growth he's had over the summer. What have you seen out of him here in fall camp uh, as we prepare for the season? Yeah, Cody's probably taking the biggest jump at, at, of any receiver, like – just from getting better and making more plays. Um, he was a young guy coming in. I think he came in in the spring. Um, you know, he was feeling everything out. But when fall camp, he was he looked super comfortable. He was making a lot of big-time plays, big-time catches, um, you know, big-time runs, all that. So his confidence is just getting better and better, and uh, I'm happy to see him doing well. Jenny Carlson. Hey, Spencer, I actually wanted to ask you a little bit about your sister. Um, you're not the only college athlete in your family. Um, she's getting started at Missouri State. Mm -hmm. I'm wondering if you could tell me how she's inspired you and what she's meant to you as you chased your athletic dreams. Yeah, that's a good question. Um, she just got up to school the other day, and she's just super excited. I mean, she just inspires me by, like, seeing her like she works harder than, she worked harder than me to get to where she's at so like you know she didn't have all the top offers top accolades but she worked her butt off and got to where she wanted to be and just seeing that as a big bro like it like makes me so happy so I'm just super happy for her and knowing she looks up to me that pushes me even harder so um, we're both going to be doing our thing at, at this level when you say she worked harder than you what, what did that look like because I assume you worked pretty hard too yeah, I worked hard, but uh, she she had to work harder. You know, she just went to a lot of practices. You know, really focused in school. Uh, just did all the all the all the little things, and and I'm just happy to see that she's where she wants to be now, and just having fun with it. Cool. Thank you, Gary Neiman. How you doing, Spencer? Doing good. How are you? I'm good, man. Thanks. You've uh, played quarterback and been in a, a, a spotlight position now for, for a few years, right? And uh, a lot of, there's a lot of pressure that comes with that. Uh, some I know you realize, but you're also a really young dude still. How, how does someone your age handle the magnitude of a position like, like quarterback at a place like Oklahoma? What's the secret? I think it's just, you know, knowing who you are, not, not trying to be somebody who's fake, uh, just being yourself, uh, staying humble, you know, being confident at the same time and, you know, luckily, I, I, I kind of had that light coming in to Oklahoma and was kind of used to the cameras and the people coming up and, and all that type of stuff. So it really wasn't like a whirlwind when I got here. Um, but, you know, you definitely have to stay sharper when you're a quarterback up here. It's just a big time position and I'm very grateful to be in it. Do you feel or do you get a sense that this is next level this coming year with the expectations on you and, and this team? Uh, meaning like. Like this year? Yeah. Do you feel any, any even a uh, greater sense? Are you aware of a greater sense of pressure this, this year specifically? Oh, there's no pressure at all. I mean, we, we got to just do our – that's what we worried too much on last year was pressure and, and, and expectations and all that stuff. We just got to go out, play ball, and do our job. That's, that's really what it comes down to. Gotcha. Thanks. Yes, sir. Cliff Brunt. Yeah, you know, you kind of answered it a little bit, but just wanted to uh, 
kind of touch on, you know, you get a lot of preseason, I first team preseason all American, uh, according to the AP. How do you keep your hunger and your intensity when everybody's already telling you how great you are? Because I, I haven't got that stuff yet. You know, I gotta I gotta go get it. You know, as a team, we got to go get a national championship. We got to go get a Big 12 championship. So once we get that, we can celebrate it after. But we got to take those day by day and step by step to get there, myself and the team. Um, and I think everybody on the team knows that for their own personal goals and the team goals. All the coaches know it. And uh, it just feels different this year. I think I think it's going to be a fun year, and, and I know we're going to do our job and go out there and have fun. Lee Benson. Hey, Spencer, I know you've been asked a version of this question before, but right now, where are you better than you were a season ago? And also, just uh, to piggyback a little bit on that, when you were a kid growing up, playing ball, uh, you high school, did you ever set goals for yourself individually for, I mean, something as big as maybe like you know, winning a Heisman Trophy? Um, for the first question, uh, something I feel like I've gotten better at, uh, it's just my decision-making, being more consistent, not turning the ball over. I think I only had, like, two or three turnovers in fall camp, and they were in, like, seven-on-seven. Seven. Um, so, I mean, just being more consistent, being more decisive and, and smarter with the ball. And then on the second question about goals, I, I've been setting goals since I can remember. I mean, uh, I just got off the phone with my quarterback coach not long ago, and uh, – just every every box we've made. I mean, we've been talking about national championships, Heisman, since I was eight years old, and uh, to be, you know, pretty close to it and, and going for that goal is something we got to check off the box. So I've checked off a lot of boxes, and uh, I'm excited to see what boxes I can check off this year. Hopefully. Thank you, James Hale. Vince, you're the leader of this offense, and it's supposed to be another great offense under Lincoln Ryder. You look at this offense, and you're directing it. What do you think about it? you got a week and a half to get ready now for the opening game. You know, what do you think about your offense going into this year? You guys will see. I mean, we're, we're, it's going to be fun to watch. It's going to be fun to play with these guys. Uh, just feeling it. You know, throughout fall camp, we you know, got better in a lot of areas. Um, that we had to get better on. Uh, we still got to get better in some areas within these, you know, 10 days before our first game. But it's going to be fun. We're really deep at every position, and uh, I'm excited to just distribute the ball and see everybody dominate. Do you have the playmakers you feel like can have a great offense? Yeah, we we got a lot, a lot. Thanks, man. Zach Brazil, our New York Post. Hey, Spencer, um, I kind of have two things for you. First, you know, you saw last year with, you know, with Alabama and Devonta Smith, kind of how, how a receiver can really dominate. How do you think kind of football has changed from the pros to even to college to where now you almost need that big-time receiver, big-time receiving core to be a really, really good team? Yeah, I think, uh, you know, that definitely matters. Uh, I think it's the type of scheme you draw up with – with your OCs running. Um, you also need a, a good run game as well. But, um, yeah, the passing game has definitely been something that's taken over college football, like you said. And um, you asked what's the difference between college and NFL? Or well, No, just – I mean, I think it's kind of – you've seen it at both levels, right? I mean, yeah. It's hard to have a – if you don't have that big-time receiver, big-time receiving court, it's kind of hard to have a good offense, right? I mean – Yeah, I agree. I agree. 
And, uh, you know, I'm happy I'm at a place like this to where, you know, Coach Simmons, Coach Riley recruit great receivers. Coach Gundy recruits great receivers and make my job easy, you know. And uh, we got a lot, of, a lot of good players at those positions, and I'm excited to, you know, distribute the rock to them this year. I love the energy that Spencer has. First full off season, he's truly had it where he's focused on nothing but Oklahoma football. And, again, he came in a little bit late his freshman year. And I shouldn't say focused. I mean, he's always focused on OU football. Last year he was, but obviously with COVID, things were a little bit different. So this is his first full off season he has in the program. Excited for his future. How about those protecting him? Marquise Hayes. Marquise, good, good talking to you again. Uh, you've been around here for a while. Uh, wanted to ask you with, with school starting and, and getting back into sort of what will be your normal routine during the season, what do you think about the move uh, beginning last year to uh, practice in the morning and how that's affected your, your day, your routine, your free time, uh, things like that, either positively or negatively? Uh, obviously, Coach Riley feel like that's the best opportunity for us to be locked in the class and get to everything on time and for us to knock out the hard work, which is school's not, you know what I'm saying, it comes first. So, obviously, we walk out practice in the morning. It'll be easier to get to class and be on time and knock out extra work in the afternoon. So, it fits pretty good. So, I believe that's the best way to do it. So, you've been pretty happy with, with that move? And yeah. Yeah. Give you some more free time with not having to come back and uh, back and forth to the facility a couple times during the day? Yeah, I graduated, so I'm not really like the freshmen and sophomores, so they probably got four classes a day. So my first class this week is today, and it's later on like a Zoom call. So that's that's enough time. I feel like when practice in the morning, it gives us opportunities to come back in the afternoon and get more work or treatment and extra film. So it's the better way for us to be better players. Yes, sir. Appreciate it. Good luck this season. Appreciate you. Jason Kersey. Hey, Marquise. Uh, Coach B talked to us a few weeks ago and was saying he feels about as good about this offensive line and what you guys have as he's felt since, since the Joe Moore year. And I'm just wondering, do you do you have similar feelings about how good this offensive line can be? And can you talk a little bit about the depth that you guys have? Mm, I, I, I was there for that. The, the Cody and the Bobby Evans and Ben and Drew Samir, so creating them. So that, that was a good group. It's chemistry. So the more we build on every day and attack practices, it's really the chemistry and the bond we have to put together. So I feel like the more we attack day by day, we can get there eventually. But I do feel what he feel. <clears throat> so I do feel like we'll be a great year. So, so you feel like that chemistry is sort of in the process of being developed? Yeah, I think so. Uh, I feel like since fall camp has started and ended, we from the beginning to the end, we look very different. Like I feel like we, we know each other's tendencies like what we need to do and what we don't need to do with each other. And I feel like we keep going. And with the depth you asked also, it's good depth because it's good competition still. So we're still competing right now for jobs and spots. So it's good depth, great depth. Thanks, Bob Prisbillo. Arkeesh, how hard has it been for Andrew Rain to find his voice? Like you and Tyrese, you've been around you know, three, three years longer than him. Has it been tough for him to sort of become the leader and the anchor of the uh, group? Uh, I wouldn't say tough. Center center is a tough job, I feel like, especially coming out the road for Creed. So it's kind of like shoes to fill. But I feel like as a leader, he, he, he doesn't have to talk much. But he's getting there to talk and, and communicate more. Like he communicate, like he knows everything well, like calling out calls and stuff like that. But as a leader standpoint, he moves by example from extra work, 
to doing everything off the field, grades, everything. So that, that role is going to become easy for him. Eric Bailey. Marquis talking about voices again. I was wondering who is the loudest voice on that offensive line. Who commands the most attention and, and really takes that role of, as a leader uh, of the offensive line this year? Uh, I say we all play a part, but loudest voice and and move. I I say Tyrese Robinson because like his energy he bring every day is just like you have to come along. Like if you down, he gonna always bring you up. If it's a joke or if it's a, a yell out, come on or him dancing. It's just motivation or, or energy. So he's energetic. So everybody play a part of leadership, but I feel like he's the guy that brings everybody along. Marquise, thank you. Have a good week, okay? Appreciate you, boss. Mason Young? Yeah, Marquise, I wanted to ask you about the newcomers, obviously, Wanya Morris, Robert Congle, and, and maybe to an even extent Chris Murray, you know, this is this is kind of his second year. He got acclimated. Obviously, those guys got somewhat acclimated in the spring, but how big has this fall camp been for those guys in terms of improvement and getting plugged in? Yeah, like you said, Chris been here for last year, so he's kind of adjusted with the playbook and all that, but Wanya is coming along pretty good, too, because offensive – playbook in Oklahoma is pretty like not difficult but you have to put it around with formations and stuff coach B want us to know so they're coming along together especially Wanya and Kanju like Kanju's pretty good he come from the background so he already know how to play and he's smart and he's older so it's really coming easy to those guys so they're fitting in pretty well thanks Marquise Ryan Chapman Hey, Marquise, I was going to circle back to, to talking about building chemistry. Um, yesterday, Lincoln said that he's found, you guys have found some combinations that you're starting to like, but when you're replacing two starters, how long does it take to build that chemistry, especially knowing that Coach Beebo is willing to move some guys around and look at different spots? Like, How long does that really take for you guys to feel good about where you're at? Uh, that's kind of tough. I mean, I feel like we wouldn't know until we go and get some other people, like how far along with chemistry we in, because us seeing speed every day, that competition is crazy. So we wouldn't know until we see somebody else. But I feel like it takes a while. Like that's something that just don't come. Like I feel like our chemistry won't be best until we win the national championship. So like it, it's just a down the line thing. So we're getting we're chipping at it every day, day by day. Thank you, Jenny Carlson. Hey, Marquis. Uh, I actually wanted to ask you about uh, an alum. I wanted to ask you a little bit about Creed. Um, looks like he's going to be the guy in Kansas City starting his center. I asked, I think it was Marco Murray the other day about um, the fact that Creed was starting. He said, he made the comment that offensive linemen aren't asked to do as much in the NFL as Coach Greenbow asked you guys to do at OU. When you think about the complexity of your offensive line, can you kind of get, get me inside that? Like, what is it about how he coaches you guys that demands so much? Yes, ma'am. Uh, I feel like really Creed, Creed sets examples of doing everything right, like I was saying about Andrew Rain. But it's the point that Coach B asks about, like, some, like, formations, like the play, like the movements. Like, we got to know everything. Like, really, like, wide receiver knows. The only thing we don't have to know is the signals. So I feel like Coach B really pressures on, like, technique, like really the little things. Like, you can have a great block, but he'll coach you on the steps. So I feel like it's a difference between the league. So I feel like Creed, but Creed, Creed's great, especially Kansas City, him and Orlando Brown together. That's, that, that's crazy right there to me, so for sure. Thank you. Thank you.
Is that the fact that as a rookie, he's getting that opportunity? I mean, you played with him just a year ago, I mean, less mm-hmm. than a year ago. Is that at all surprising to you, or, or how do you sort of wrap your brain around Kareem first year as a starter? Yes, ma'am. I mean, you, you kind of see that because as Creed is, like, he's always the guy, you know what I'm saying, to do everything right. So I knew that he would be in a position to start. But it is crazy to, like, watch him out there and look on the sideline, the cameras on him and attentions like that. And I was just with him, eating every day with him, talking to him every day with him. So it is crazy. But I wouldn't say we expected it for sure. Thank you, Mark. Yes, ma'am. James Hale. Marquis, even though – you know, you and Tyrese have played a lot. You guys have a lot of newcomers. So gelling as an offensive line, you had a scrimmage recently against a much improved defense uh, with you know, a highly acclaimed defensive front. Uh, how did you feel like that when? What did that tell you about your offensive line at this point, you know, a week and a half out from the start of the game? Um, we, had, we had two different scrimmages. And the first scrimmage, we, we, we did pretty good as an O-line. Like, we, we set standards to, to finish off the back half of fall camp, and I, we, we felt pretty good about that. But going in the second scrimmage, we, we seen that to have a game tempo where we have to be and be more better, like, it's always room for improvement. But that defense is really, really better. So you have to look at it like the competition is going to be back and forth. So it's, it's great competition. So we just can't wait to see other teammates to go against another teams. Right. Yeah. Hey, thanks, Marquise. Have a good year. Man. You too, Buck. And Lee Benson. Hey, Marquise. Uh, Coach Riley said yesterday that in previous years, your room, the offensive line room, has out-talented what you guys have had in the defensive line room until last year. Kind of, he thought that, that maybe that room was even ahead of you guys. And this season, he thinks you guys are, are even. Curious, you have a, you know, a great perspective on this. You've been around for a while. How has that been for you seeing the development on, on obviously on your guys' end, but then going up against the defensive line that's proved so much in the trenches. And how has that helped you guys, Joe? Uh, like like you said in the beginning, uh, obviously when Orlando Brown them and the older guys was they was going against guys like Obo, so it was still good work to them. Like Neville Gallimore, it was still good work, but it was like the O line was always dominant. But now it's just like. This year, like going against Nick Benito, obviously Isaiah, Perrion, all them guys, it's just that you got to come every day with the mentality to attack because that's what they're doing over there. So it makes us like a game-type mentality every day versus them. So it's a back-and-forth mentality. So that's what makes us better every day. Is that the kind of defensive line of practice you can go, go against uh, to get to that next step? You mentioned national championship already in this, in this media setting. For sure, for sure. If how they're bringing it, we bringing it. That's that's the only way we're going to get there. We compete every day with that mentality, for sure. And I guess you could say one more on the offensive side. The guys responsible for putting up points. A quick sit down with Gabe Burkich. Start with this, uh, but we haven't talked to you uh, since since then. I want to ask you about last year and the, the Texas game and and what happened there. What did you learn from that uh, moving forward? That uh, you know, helped you out the rest of the year and, and obviously going into uh, this year and the future? Well, after that, I just kind of learned not to get complacent, make sure I'm locked in and engaged in every situation, and just stay focused. Can't have a lack of focus at any time. Appreciate it, Gabe. Yep. Jason Kersey, The Athletic. Yeah, uh, Gabe, 
wanted to ask you about just the special teams group that you guys have, Reeves, Casey, Spence. You guys have all kind of been together now for a while. I mean, can you talk about the dynamic uh, in your group and, and how you guys get along and, and, and how that helps you on the field? We get along real well, and we hang out a lot in the off season. Especially this past summer, we played a lot of golf with each other. Golf is a very – a lot of specialists play golf. So, I mean, we all come together play golf a lot of Sundays. It's a good group. We got a good group, and we got we got a good connection between all of us. Thanks, Gabe. Yep. Eric Bailey, Tulsa World. Hey, Gabe. When you're in an off season, how does a kicker improve themselves? What do you work on? Leg strength, accuracy. What? How do you push yourself to improve? And, and have you seen that improvement going into 2021? I do a lot of strength training, speed training. And honestly, a lot of it is just like mind exercises, not specific mind exercise, but just when we're working out, is my, am I focused in every workout and stuff? It really, it'll translate to a game like almost exactly. And I think, I think it'll, I think going into this season, I feel a lot better than last season. Gabe, I appreciate it. Have a good week, okay? No problem. You too. James Hill. You know, Gabe, kickers always seem to train a little different in the summer than, than guys. I know, you, I know you're into the weight room and things like that, but you go to camps and specialist things. Can you talk about how you got ready for this year and how you feel like it went? How do you feel like training camp's gone for you? Yeah, we – kickers, for example, they do, they do their Pascal three, four wow. times a week for I think an hour each day. And kicking us as a unit, the specialists, we'll go out for two hours, three times a week. And it'll be like total separate from Pascal, just us. And among specialists, they got like the Coles kicking camp still in college. So for example, this past summer, we had the elite camp in Knoxville, which I attended. And I did real well there. Versus, I mean, they had the LSU kid, uh, Penn State. They're the the best kickers in the nation there too, and so I think I think going into this season I'll, I'll be real good. Okay, thanks. Good luck, man. No problem. Thank you. Let's go to Brandon Drum. Hey, Gabe. Uh, Y'all got a uh, new transfer from uh, Arizona State that came in, uh, the punter. How has he adapted uh, since his, and how how is all that as far as the dynamic of the group? How is that? Yeah, started to show the, uh, I guess, how have y'all adapted in the dynamic of your group since he's so new uh, and y'all had already started fall camp? Yeah, Turk, he's, he's, a, he's a good guy. He's a good person, and he's a, he's a great punter as well. So we had, we had no problem fitting him right into our specialist group and dynamic. Kind of slid right in. Go back to Ryan Aver. Yeah, Gabe, sort of a follow-up to your answer uh, there to Jason earlier. Uh, what, what were those golf games like this summer? And, and why is it you think that uh, the special team guys sort of gravitate to that game? Is it just the solitary nature of it? Uh, you know, that's sort of similar to what you do on the football field or something different? I think, I mean, golf Golf could, you, you could translate some things from golf into, into kicking field goals, punting, I mean, your leg swing, your golf swing. I think like I, this past summer I improved my golf game a lot. And I think that, in turn, improved my kicking game a lot. 
So I think they go hand in hand. What, what, what are some, maybe some of the specific things about improving your golf game or working on your golf game that you feel like uh, can translate on the football field? So in golf, like now, I'll pick a target line and make sure my club swing goes straight through my target line. Same with field goals. I'll pick, a, I'll pick a little target up in the stands or something. And as long as my legs swing straight through that, I'll hit a good ball. All right, let's shift our focus to the defensive side of the football. DeLaren Turner-Yell is back. He's one of the leaders on this defense, and he's fired up about speed D. Hey, uh, man, I wanted to ask you, you know, the last couple of years, the snap counts for you and Pat have been, have been pretty high near, near the top of the team. Do you feel this year – like you guys have developed some more depth at safety to where you guys may get a little bit more of a break during games? And if so, how will that affect you guys? Um, I don't. First off, I don't feel like it will affect us at all. But I do feel that um, we developed a lot in the back end. Uh, you know, not much of a drop-off. I, I Personally, I feel like it's not a drop-off at all with the guys that are behind us. And I have tremendous faith in those guys. So, I, I do feel like the rep count is going to go down this year. You know, we'll be rotating a lot, but I do have a lot of faith in those guys that are behind us, and I uh, believe that they'll get the job done for us, you know, whatever we need to, to have done. Thank you. Yes, sir. Ryan Aber. Hey, Delarian, sort of a, a follow-up to that. How, do you feel like that can help your game as far as keeping you fresher? You know, have there been times the last couple of years as you played the, those really high snap counts? that uh, you, know, you felt like you weren't as sharp as maybe you could have with, uh, with less uh, time on the field? Right. Um, I feel like it can, it can help me a lot. You know, you always want to have guys on the field, you know, that are fresh, you know, because, you know, they, they could possibly, you know, play faster and things like that. So I just feel like um, – I feel like it's good for everyone because – not only myself, but Pat, you know, Justin Broyles, Key Lawrence, like those type of guys, everyone can stay fresh and everyone can go out there and play to, to their best of their ability and just make the plays they have to make. Appreciate it, Larry. Have a good one. You do the same. Eric Bailey. Are you guys going through a mock game week this week? Yeah, kind of similar. Say it again. Are you going through a mock game week? Oh, yes, sir. You know, just uh, trying to get in the flow of, you know, how practices go game week, you know, just coming fresh out of fall camp. Yeah, I want to ask you, when you were younger, how much did that really help you become acclimated, acclimated with what to expect? And now that you're older, how much does that help you kind of let the new camp, newcomers and the younger players just know what to expect? Uh, it, it, just, it just feels, you know, different coming out of training camp because, you know, you finally get to focus on opponents, you know, Fall camp, you kind of, you know, just go against the offense, you know, work out some plays here and there. But I, I actually enjoy it because, like I said, we get to focus on opponents, and that and it actually feels like, you know, the season is actually here You could because when you're in the midst of training camp, you know, it's like, man, it's a grind day in and day out, day in and day out. And so whenever you get into the season and things like that, you know, practice kind of change. And, you know, just for the, for the young guys, you know, just constantly reminding them, like, you are preparing for a game. You're not coming out here to prepare to play against the offense or beat the offense, things like that. Like, you're actually coming out here to prepare to play in front of 90,000, 100,000 type of people. So, you know, just keeping them on, the, on that, you know, kind of train of thought, you know, you know, it's, 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 it's fun. Like I said, it is fun. You know, I enjoy it, and hopefully those guys can do the same thing. Larry, thanks so much. You have a good week, okay? You do the same. Ryan Chapman. 
Hey, Delaren, uh, with you and Pat being some of the more experienced guys, what have you guys kind of been targeting as far as areas to continue to improve, you know, this year over the spring and in camp? Right. Uh, you know, football, you, you, you never can overcome the game of football. So, for me, you know, with, with training camp and things like that, just kind of, you know, being able to trust my technique, commit to my technique, you know, just trying to get coaching points, you know, because – once you once you're in the program for so long, you kind of start to hear the same same uh, coaching points over and over and over. So, you know, just trying to hear something new. You know, even if I heard it, you know, I still write it down. You know, take notes because I could have missed it in the past, and it could have been something that you know could have benefited me. So, you know, with, with this being my senior, my last year, I don't want to miss anything like that. So I'm just taking in all the little things and just going from there. I mean, I, I haven't spoke to Pat about it, but that's just speaking for myself. Chandler Engelbrecht. Larry, I wanted to ask you about Pat again. Um, obviously, this spring he had a bit of an injury and it kept him off the field for uh, you know most of camp. But you know he's a team captain. What are your expectations of him you know for this season? And what can you say about his progression coming off of that? Right. Um, well, first off, he he handled that very well. Um, as you guys know, he's he's one of the leaders of the defense. So. You know, with him not being able to go out and compete with us in the spring, he always kept guys uplifted and kept them in high spirit. You know, when a young guy comes off the field, if he notices, you know, that they made a mistake or anything like that, you know, he corrects them and just kind of helping them out uh, from that from that standpoint. But um, Pat Pat is, is the guy that is always going to lead us in the right direction. You know, whenever something doesn't feel right, He's going to make sure to to get us all on that same page. You know, it's not going to take Coach Grinch or, you know, Isaiah Thomas, for example, to say something to the defense like paddle step in and do that for us. Lee Benson. Hey, Galarian, I'd like for you to think back to the spring, uh, when spring practice began and how Key Lawrence was playing as he was brand new with the team and now compare him uh, then to kind of what you're seeing from Key now as we're – now, you know, less than a couple weeks away from the first game. Right. Um, I think Key has become a lot more confident because knowing that whenever he was here in the spring, you know, he was just, you know, just now learning the playbook, kind of learning the ins and outs of the defense. So I've noticed that from, from spring to now, I've noticed how confident he's got, you know, adding a little savviness to his game here and there. But but Key is going to be a tremendous player for this defense, and he's going to be a guy that's going to help us a lot on Saturdays. And so I, I kind of just stay in his ear, you know, any anytime he needs help or any or has any type of questions, you know, I always you know give him feedback or let him know the things that I've been through while I've been here, so he can kind of eliminate you know having to go through those those type of problems or those or dealing with those issues. Thank you, mm-hmm. James Hale. Delarian, you played some great football at Oklahoma, man. Coaches brag on you, your teammates brag on you. Yet it's almost like you're not appreciated sometimes <laughs> to stay away from the office. And yet you play some great ball, man. And I'm just curious, um, when you think about your game and where it's at, what do you think about how well you're playing? <laughs> uh, you know, I, I, I kind of – I kind of try to eliminate, you know, getting into that. But I can guarantee, I can tell you this about myself. I'm going to be a guy that game in and game out, practice in and practice out, that I'm going to give it my all. You know, I'm going to go out there and do whatever 
the team needs me to do, you know, just just being a, a huge benefit for the team. You know, if if it go, goes into me having to uplift guys or giving back to my teammates, you know, I'm going to do that for the team. So, I mean, that's all I can really say because I try to not even thinking about that just because, like I said earlier, you can't overcome, you know, the game of football. So I try not to even think back. Think about the past, you know, just focusing on the future. Speaking of fired up, David Aguebu made the shift inside from outside last year and made an immediate impact. Also, a key difference maker on special teams, David Aguebu, fired up for the 2021 season. David, obviously this season you guys are going into a lot of hype and expectations. Um, so with that season starts next week, how ready are you guys to get out there and play? Uh, we feel extremely ready. You can feel the vibe out there at practice. Everybody from the vets to the young guys are uh, – itching to do more, you know, than just go against each other. So I think we'll be able to put on a good show next week. Ryan Aber. Hey, David, good talking to you again. Uh, I want to ask you about the, the depth of this wide or this uh, linebacker group, excuse me. How much different is it now than when you got here a couple of years ago uh, as far as just the number of guys who are ready to play uh, starting the season especially? Um, this is exactly just like you said. A couple of years ago, it wasn't we didn't have that many that um, amount of number of players that were ready to get on the field and make an impact right away. But this year, we have I think I would say every single person in that linebacker room is ready to get on the field and, and play and um, do it at a high level as well. And I don't think there's ever going to be a drop off when another linebacker comes on the field and one comes on. I think we're all um, equipped to do exactly what this defense needs us. How does that change the dynamic uh, in, in camp and practices, just knowing that there's that many guys who have a chance to, to play? You know, I'm mainly talking about the, the, the guys who are, you know are going to be starters or, or play significant minutes. Does that push y'all maybe in a different way than you saw when you got here? Um. I think it's definitely it definitely pushes us, but I wouldn't say it's much different than when we first got here because the mentality instilled in us from Coach Grinch, whether there's somebody behind you or not, we're always going full speed and we're always, you know, striving to do our best and everything. But yeah, definitely knowing that there's there's no, there's always another man that could do the job as well. I think that always keeps you on edge, you know. Appreciate it, David. Yes, sir. You too, Jason Kersey. David, I wanted to ask you another depth question, but actually about a different position group. The defensive line seems to, and last year they were, they were so good, this year they've got so much depth. What does that do for you guys as linebackers when you know that the defensive line is as good and deep as they are? Mm-hmm. Um, well, it really gives us so much more confidence on the back end because we know that quarterback doesn't have a lot of time to to sit back there in the, in the pocket, especially not comfortably. Because, like you said, we got a bunch of guys up front getting after them and putting pressure on the quarterbacks early. So it gives the back end a lot more uh, peace of mind, I guess, knowing we're not going to have to be covering people all day because that ball's coming out quick. Whether for what, no matter what, no matter what the reason is, we got a defensive line right in their face. So it gives it gives the back end a little bit of a security blanket. Thanks, David. Yes, sir. Eric Bailey. Hey David, I wanted to ask you too about just the importance of special teams. You, you made some big plays in your career in special teams. Just how important is it, is it for some of these younger players to realize that special teams takes importance and you can really contribute to a, to a football program by you know kind of paying your dues and doing some special teams work. 
Mm-hmm. Um, it's a it's a great importance, especially here at OU. All our coaches across the board express that to our young players that the best way, to, the best and easiest way to get on the field, or even to travel to away games and all that, you got to make an impact on special teams because that's where you're going to be noticed first. Once they see you, you know, straining on special teams and proving that you'll do anything to be out on that field, that's where your opportunities are going to come from. David, I appreciate it, man. You have a good week, okay? Yes, sir. You too. Bob Prisbillo. David, the second year at this spot, but now you've been able to go through a regular offseason, a full summer. How different do you feel or how much more comfortable do you feel now and what has Coach Odom really brought to your game? Um, I feel way more comfortable and nothing. I feel extremely more confident out there because, like you said, it's my se- it's my second year in this position. I've been through a, a whole off season, so now I feel like I can start taking more of a leader role, as in last year. And my, through my eyes, I'm focusing on learning the position and perfecting the position and everything. Now I feel I can be more of a leader and be more vocal on the defense, you know. And that's another thing Coach Odom has brought to my game. Like he's brought so much confidence in me, just letting me know that like. This isn't my first year here anymore. I know I know the scheme. I know what I need to do. So um, I just I, I'm focusing on you know being the leadership aspect of of the Mike linebacker position now. Jenny Carlson. Hey David, you guys last year obviously played in uh, reduced capacity stadiums, um, and you guys you guys put on a good front. You always said it's okay. We'll play anywhere, but. How hard was that, and how is there a level of excitement knowing that that's largely going to be, I mean, that fans are going to be back in more full force this year? Mm-hmm. Um, I wouldn't say it was necessarily hard to play without those fans because at the end of the day, we love this game, and that's what we're out there to do. But I will say we are extremely excited for the fans to be back because we know the we know the impact that they can make on the game as well. So um, we're all excited, especially the young guys. We've been trying to tell them, like, it's not going to be the same. Even the first year, the freshman from last year, it's not going to be the same as what you saw last year. Like that OU Texas game is not going to be just a little bit of packed. That whole stadium is going to be packed out, you know. So uh, it, it's definitely exciting, and I think everybody on the team is excited to, for our fans to be out there cheering for us again. Hey, you mentioned the younger guys. I was actually also going to ask if you don't mind about an older guy, maybe the oldest guy um, on the team, Caleb Kelly. Um, I've seen nothing but good things out of Caleb. That's a close friend of mine, and he's always so positive. And um, I, you just see the excitement out of him, so that, that does nothing but bring excitement out of everybody else because even no matter what position he's in, whether he's hurt or, like, right now back on the field, you see the same level of enthusiasm, and he brings that out of, out of everybody on the defense, especially when he makes a play out here in practice. Everybody goes crazy because that's the vet, and it's finally he's finally back in his element, you know. You're not calling him Pops or Granddad or anything. <laughs> nah, I, I don't take it that far. <laughs> okay. Thanks, David. Yes, ma'am. A couple more. Lee Benson. Hey, David. Rich Grimes said something yesterday about his development. He said, you know, he watched tape just from last season. He was surprised at how much he's improved and how much better he's gotten. He talked about how the film room that I, I believe that you know, tape was put up of uh, Nick from uh, a year or two ago and just seeing his development as well, just as an example for all the young guys to say, hey, look, you guys can get better. I'm curious from your perspective, how often do you pull up, say to yourself, you know, back when you're in a different position, you know, wearing a different number and kind of look back and thought, man, I've got 
you know, this much better and how much have you changed? Uh, that happens often, like, even sometimes by surprise, just watch a film of old opponents and my old games, and I see myself at the rest position. And, like, just stuff, like, from my level of physicality to my speed and just my awareness of the game in general, like, I watch that film, I'm like, that's a whole completely different player because right now I feel like I wouldn't make any of those mistakes, and I kind of beat myself up when I see a mistake I made as a young kid. But but you could tell, like, it's just that's a young player, that's a um, – you know, he, he. You can tell that player on the film was new to the game. So I, I love seeing now that um, that I, I don't have that hesitation or that lag when it comes to you know out there going out there and playing loose. Thanks, sir. James Hale. You know, David. Ever since you've been here, you've made big plays. You played two different positions, and you've been involved in some huge games and made big plays. You've seen the emergence of the speed D, and you know as well as anybody, you know, what that's meant and what you guys are buying into. Talk about the speed D and what it's mean to you and the guys and why it works for you guys so well. Um, I think it's because of Coach Grinch and, and the mentality he instills into the defense. Like every day before we got to practice, he has something that he gives us, you know, he gonna get in front of the whole defense and, t- and talk to us and if you're not inspired after that, then you're not in the right sport because there hasn't been a single day that he hasn't gotten us fired up. So I don't think outside of the scheme is mainly just the mentality that Grinch instills in us because we take that and no matter what call we get, as long as we play with the correct mentality, we should come out on top more times than not. You guys still getting candy bars and stuff for big plays? <laughs> uh, that's like a fall camp type thing. So oh, unfortunately, that's over now. Yeah. I got you. Have a great day, man. Yes, sir. Okay, any more questions for David? Yeah, I've got one. Go ahead, Steve. How is the effort to get players vaccinated going, and how big of a factor is that going to be in OU's success this year? Um, the, the effort wasn't – I wouldn't say it was that hard. I don't think it took too much convincing for guys to get uh, vaccinated. We have a lot of the team vaccinated. Um, I don't think that's going to be a big factor into, into what goes on this season. And then finally, for the first time, we had a chance to hear from Reggie Grimes, and he did not disappoint. He's got a chance to be a big-time difference maker for the Sooner defensive line in 2021. Reggie Grimes met with the media. Yeah, Reggie, just want to uh, start off by asking you, just what are, what are, what's been your focus uh, at working during the offseason? How much better of a player do you feel like you are now and, and more comfortable uh, with with what y'all are doing defensively uh, going into this season versus a year ago? I think last year, especially with COVID, uh, it was more of, uh, hey, you're here now, you have to learn the defense, and then obviously you have to go play on the field. Uh, and at first, last season, it was, um, you know, I just didn't get it. I just didn't get it. Uh, and then eventually I worked my way up into the rotation, and uh, by the end of the year, by the Florida game, you know, I'm playing a lot. So now it's just more building off of that. Um, you know, I know the defense now, and now it's just uh, being comfortable with it and making plays. And I feel that I've taken uh, huge strides in that regard, just as far as as knowing what to do uh, technique-wise, and then again, just uh, cutting loose and being a football player. Appreciate it, Reggie. Eric Bailey. Hey, Reggie. I just wanted to ask you a little bit about Nick Benito. Uh, here's a young man that you know 
it's well documented he struggled in this first year, but he's really matured as the player he is today. How much can you learn from his blueprint of where he started to where he is now? Oh uh, yeah, Nick's my guy, man. Uh, just uh, and, it, and it seems like it's night and day, but uh, Coach Kane showed us a couple clips of him back when he was a freshman, uh, just to show that hey, you know, it, it Rome wasn't built in a day, you know, and I've, I've just taken that and. Again, Nick, his first year doesn't look like Nick now, you know, and uh, I go back on film and it may not feel like it just to me at first, but I'm, I go back on film and I watch myself in my first year and I watch myself now and there's they're two completely different players. So you just kind of take that in stride and just realize that um, it may be slow, it may be steady, but progress is being made. Reggie, thanks so much. You have a good week, okay? No problem. Thanks, you too. Jason Kersey. Hey, Reggie, good to see you again, man. Um, thanks for your time. Uh, wanted to ask you a little bit more about, about that subject. You know, when you come in as such a highly recruited guy, um, is it hard mentally to be patient, to, to understand that there are things that you have to learn? I mean, was that at all hard on you early in the season? What's up, buddy? And absolutely. Uh, just coming from high school, coming from being, you know, coming from being the guy uh, and then getting here and, well, everyone was the guy in their high school. Uh, and, and taking those strides, taking those lumps, uh, I feel uh, as a freshman year, um, the only real difference between me freshman year and me now is, is just confidence, confidence in the things that I'm doing. And now that I've seen it, that I've actually bought into what Coach Grinch, what Coach, what Coach Kane, what those guys were selling, that I've actually bought into it. I'm striving, I'm making plays, you know, and uh, I feel as if uh, every freshman coming in should hear that. It's just that, you know, you're going to take your lumps at first, but if you stick with it, then I promise you, you're, you're, there's, there's success to be had. Thanks, Reggie. No problem. Ryan Chapman. Hey, Reggie, I was going to ask you about one of those freshmen coming in. You, you talked about that mental process of adjusting. Well, uh, Nathan and RK coming in, you know, Coach Kane talked about he's a guy that's only really played 10 games of football. How, how has this adjustment been for him as he's adjusting not only to, to college football, but still really learning the game? Uh, yeah, I mean, again, that's the, that's another that's another guy who's, um, you know, there, there's work to be done. But at the same time, he's he's taken to it. He's, he's taken it head on. Uh, and I admire him for that just because, again, he has only played 10 games of football. He, I played, I, I started playing football when I was seven. Okay. So I learned the game. I know, I know what it's supposed to, I know how it's supposed to go. And he, he hasn't, he hasn't had that development. He didn't get that, but, uh, he's, he's a really quick learner. He's, he's, he's taking strides in the right direction. And I just can't wait to see where he is in a year now, or in a year or so. Brandon Drum. Hey, Reggie, uh, you guys have such a uh, dynamic with parts of Tennessee guys going on the squad. What, how has that been an adjustment for you? Obviously, uh, probably a good one for you, but uh, how has that helped you as far as, I guess, maybe your confidence of being around guys that you you kind of grew up around and, and that you've known for a long period of time, maybe? Yeah, so we can start it up. We'll start off with Spence, Spence Jones. Um, I knew of him uh, just kind of growing up. I, I knew who he was. But I didn't really know him, know him. And obviously, you get here and hey, there's another, there's another middle Tennessee kid, right? And then you go with, with Eric, uh, EG, Eric Gray. Uh, I knew who he was. You know, he, he was one of the reasons why uh, part of me did want to go to Tennessee during my recruitment phase. I knew who he was, right? Uh, and then again, him having him here has just been great. You know, it's, 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 it's one of my guys. I have, I'm now playing with some of my friends, right? And then 
you get Woody. I met Woody in high school. You know, I met Woody my freshman year of high school and uh, just seeing his growth and development since then and obviously seeing me, seeing all the changes that I've made. Uh, again, it's, it's, it's great to see uh, to see another another middle Tennessee kid uh, just that you've grown up with just kind of, you know, uh, grow up with you. And then Key, I met Key when I was seven. Right. So I've, I, that that's that's my brother. I've, I've met Key since I was I've known Key since I was seven. And then playing Little League with him, playing middle school, playing high school with him. And now finally we're playing at the next level. Uh, that's definitely helped my confidence just because, you know, I know there's another guy who's gone through who's gone through all the battles that I've gone through. Uh, and he's here and I'm here and again now it's just celebratory now we're just making plays and again I, lo I love all the Tennessee guys man that they're there we're a real tight-knit group um, and I hope we get more do you guys lean on you you and key obviously lean on each other are y'all like roommates at this point in time uh, we are not roommates no but again he's row over at each other's houses all the time so we might as well be but no we aren't roommates Thanks. No problem. Myron Pat. Well, uh, first off, uh, all the Tennessee guys, uh, Woody and Keith, so they played basketball against each other. Did you play basketball against them growing up? I played basketball against both of them. I did. Was your team better? Was my team better? Yeah, because be, each one says their team was better last week. They said they were better than the other. What about yours? Absolutely. Yeah. Better than both of them. Okay. Uh, and was there a moment where you got it? I mean, I know you're still a young player and, and you're still learning, but was there a moment you talked about coming here and having to learn not to be the guy? Was there a moment where you say, okay, this is clicking, I'm getting it? Yeah, absolutely. And I think I've had a lot of moments like that. Uh, just from, I want to say, the, the second time we were supposed to play Westby last year, I had a really good week of practice, and it wasn't – uh, just doing stuff that I, you know, didn't know how to do. I mean, I knew the defense. I've always known the defense. Uh, it's just, again, now everything's starting to click, make plays, all that stuff, right? And then we can fast forward to the spring, uh, a new slate again. There's There was a moment, I think, about the halfway point where, again, I start, you know, taking that next step um, as far as as far as playing the run, pass, rushing. And then uh, we, can fa we can fast forward, we can rewind to a couple weeks ago in, like, the middle of camp. You know, there was there was another stride. There was another few strides I took. So I think there's obviously still a, a work in progress. There's still a lot of things that need to be worked on. But at the same time, um, again, when you go back and watch the the player who played against Missouri State, and you go back and watch a practice now, there are two there's two completely different guys. Thanks. No problem. James Hale. You know, Reggie, uh, you're one of the guys that, you know, you know, some of your development, you know, was, I don't know if it was hurt, but, you know, you had to go through COVID and, you know, things like that. Now you had a complete summer, and I'm curious. You know, I, I was thinking you'd be one of the guys that would really take off with this full summer and now you're now training camp. How's that gone for you? And, you know, has it been a lot better for you now that you've actually had a summer at a training camp? Great, absolutely. I, I remember last year we had to come in. I think our first day reporting was like June 28th. Okay, so that is the very end of June. Uh, this year, again, we were back early June, late May, early June. So again, we have a full summer to kind of go develop, go through all this stuff. Again, and not only that, but grow together as a team. I think that's, I think that's, um, 
the most important part is not just about individual guys develop, but we got to grow closer as a team during this summer. I feel like a part of the reason why we took uh, why we took our our why we took our hardships early in the last season is just because we were still a bunch of guys who didn't really click, who didn't really know each other. We were all good players, but we didn't really trust each other in that sense. Now it's uh, again, I got defense. We got our guys. Office. We have our guys. But when it's time to come together, we can come together. And it, it, I think this year is going to be truly special because of that. Have a no great problem. Summer. Have a great season. <laughs> Thank you. Back to Jason Kersey. Yeah, Reggie, last year when you first got here, Isaiah was still somewhat of an unknown, I think, to a lot of people. Um, what were your early impressions of him? And what can young guys learn from him, given that it took him a few years to become the player that he obviously has become? I see. He took me under his wing. Uh, he's the one who taught me the entire defense, and it's not only just him. It was it was all the guys in our room. So I learned how to work hard from John Michael Terry, who's up at Tulsa now. I learned how to how to pass rush and just be a dude from Perk. I learned the defense from it. I learned like there's there's just so much stuff that um, you know maybe you may not realize it at the time, but the old guys, the older guys in the room, they they teach you. They're passing it down to you. And it's our job as as, as a younger guy, because again, I'm, I talk like I'm an older guy, but I'm still a sophomore. Uh, it's our jobs to come and and take those teachings and then one uh, enact them, you know, just apply them to not only football but everyday life in general. And then two, teach the new guys. Like I'm, I found myself in the same role that it was in last time. I found myself in that role with Ethan and NRK and Clayton, guys like that. Hey, last question back to Brandon Drum. You kind of answered what I was going to ask. Your new role, being a guy that's been here for two years, teaching a guy like Ethan Downs, NRK. Uh, what have you taken from the older guys, I guess? And, and what is it that you think you've seen from the two younger guys from the time they got here to now at the end of fall camp of what their progression has been? Again, it it when I first got here, it I was with it every day. He taught me the entire defense. We'd stay after some of our summer sessions and just kind of go through it. So, um, it I learned how to. I learned patience, you know, because I, I knew that I knew when I first got here, I was antsy. I wanted to do all this stuff, but I didn't know how to do it. So I think from it, I learned patience, and from from Nito, from Nick Nito, uh, just go out there and just just have fun, just learning how to just be a ball player again. You know, all that confidence, all that kind of came back when I was with Nito. So just kind of, just just the confidence part. Just, you know, because Nick goes out and every day he goes, he approaches the same day, the, every day the exact same way. You know, he's 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 Nick Benito and no one can block him. He's a, he's a dude. I tease a dude, right? And just kind of going out and being a dude, That that's what I've taken from both of those guys. And then what I've, again, what I've tried to teach the younger guys was it may not come it may not come today. It may not come tomorrow. It may come a year from now. But at some point, it's going to click for you. And when it does, the sky's the limit. And that's for every young guy in our room. Um, it's just it it, it it takes time. You know, this one this one of these this is one of these things that just can't be rushed. It it takes time. And I feel like once uh, once they all because I mean they're all they they've all taken strides as well just from the time that they got here and then going through camp. They've all definitely gotten a whole lot better. It's just again once once it finally does click for everyone then I think we'll have a really, really special room. Our game week schedule is here. So uh, this is going to be a little bit of a different week because we are behind just a bit on our position previews. So throughout our regular podcast, the game plan live with Lincoln Riley's press conference on Tuesday. Uh, Of course, on Wednesday, you get the huddle reloaded. 
and the Lincoln Riley press conference show on Thursday. You get the Coach's Corner program. I mean, we got a lot coming up here on the Sooner Sports Podcast. But throughout it all this week, we'll be sprinkling in position previews. We owe you the offensive line. We owe you the H-backs. We owe you the inside receivers. And, man, did I have a fun conversation with Calvin Thibodeau on the defensive line, plus a little Brian Odom on the inside backers. It's all coming up this week, including a special appearance from our man Gabe Eicher to help give perspective on the O-line. It's game week. Enjoy. Keep it locked right here on the Sooner Sports Podcast. If you have someone that's a Sooner fan, make sure they know we're here. And please leave a five-star review on the Apple if you consume our pod through Apple. We got to get that rating up, man. We're like it. 4.6, what's going on here? This is all Sooner talk. All right, let's get after it. Everyone have a great game week. We'll be back with the game plan live tomorrow with Toby and myself, plus Lincoln Riley's press conference. Until then, have a great Monday and Boomer Sooner, everybody. This has been the Sooner Sports Podcast, presented by Riverwind Casino, still the one, and by Allstate proud partner of Oklahoma Athletics. Make sure to get all the latest episodes online right now at Soonersports.tv slash podcast. And make sure to follow us on Twitter at OU on the air. The preceding has been a Learfield presentation on the Sooner Sports Network.